So Seth, you had said you wanted to do a podcast about um, for DRS for for public employees. So yeah, well, tell me a little bit about that. I I think uh, it's something we don't talk about money a lot, and I don't know if you saw the there was an article I think it was just this week maybe it was last week about how younger people are much more comfortable about talking about money in the work environment. And the article was specifically talking about people's salaries and that people were openly sharing their salaries or asking other people about their salaries and asking coworkers and sharing with their parents what they were making and yeah. how it was making older people feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and I think um, what, what, the, what the folks who were being interviewed were really saying is like this is how we know where we stand. This is how we can make sure that uh, people are be being treated equitably. Um, this is how I can help advocate for my peers or I can advocate for myself or I can advocate for my boss. There was an example in the article about how uh, someone was sharing with their boss what they made and their boss didn't even really know. And they, they, they realized that like they both had sort of the same earning potential. And um, it doesn't always necessarily translate to public employment. I think one of the things that's really odd about our situations for most public employees, our salary information is just out in the universe. Like you can, with a little bit of Googling, it doesn't take too much work to find what, what people make. Um, but we still don't have a lot of conversations about it. And um, our, our um, raises are usually set. You know, you work a year, you work two years, you work five years, you get a, another degree or more education. Those things are kind of prescribed for us. Um, but there's still a lot more to talk about than what you earn. And so I was hoping in the first episode we could talk a little bit about spending. And um, I, I know I hate talking about budgets. <laughs> I hate <laughs> thinking about budgets. Uh, and I think it feels like a diet. And it feels like restrictive. And it feels like judgment. And I know I personally run into this a lot. Um, and my wife. Uh, used to get very frustrated with me because I would pay way more attention to like really small things like how much we were having coffee or like our donut habit and like things that in the grand scheme of things probably didn't make any difference in our right. budget um, but I would just stress about them and because it felt discretionary you know you, you talk about needs versus wants and sometimes it's hard to tell where those differences are um, but like sometimes those wants are very obvious. Like I, I want to buy a new video game. Yeah, and so I, I really look forward to that, kind of getting into that, that discussion of, of spending and budgeting. And I, I've always been kind of more the person who was probably budgeting a little bit more like by the numbers than most of my friends were. Um, but yeah, kind of back to the whole salary discussion too, where it's, um, there's all these tools that are available online for really anyone, but it's, I think it's the younger generation that are going on there and saying, hey, I wanna be able to look at to see if, you know, if I work in um, graphic design or as a nurse or wherever the field may be, that I wanna see what, what should I be making and should I be asking for a raise at this point? And almost all of the time the answer would be yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's always a good idea to ask for a raise. I've, I think it's, um, you know, 
the worst they can say is no. <laughs> but um, yeah, that people are just having more of those conversations. And I think that's what we want to spark with this podcast is just start having those conversations about money and things like budgeting and, and that it doesn't have to be scary, that there's this sort of um, all these things in, in, in everyone's past that you have about money in your head, whether it's good or bad or that budgeting is easy or scary for you. And I think we just want to kind of spark some of those ideas and conversations. So, For sure. I think it's really hard to do these sorts of things on your own. Yeah. And, and there are so many resources out there. We're not we're not experts by any means. We're not going to be like the end-all, be-all resources uh, of any of these subjects we talk about. But it's it's to get people thinking about how they these subjects apply to their own lives, and then have conversations with their coworkers or their family or their friends uh, about what's working for them, what isn't working for them as well. I think that's a big part of it as well. I, I know um, I don't know if you ever. Uh, have used the the budgeting. Oh, what's it? What's it called? The the envelope method of budgeting. Have you have you oh, have you heard of this? Where you like yes. you give yourself like two hundred dollars for groceries yes. and you put it in an envelope. Cash. Yes, yes, straight you cash. Get cash out and you put it in envelopes. So it's 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 a good like starter system for people who are not familiar with budgeting because it really kind of forces you to say like, okay, I only have two hundred dollars in this envelope for whatever that budget item is, whether it's shopping or eating out or, you know, and once you're done with the envelope of cash, then you're done for the month. Yeah, you'd have to steal, like, I, I heard stories about people, like, stealing money from other envelopes, like, you know, because that's, that's the, the system, like, well, I, I was, fortunately, I didn't, you know, go out to eat as much so I can grab some of that money and go to a movie or sure. move it to my entertainment sure. budget, but, like, I don't know when the last time you used cash was, but like, I happened to go to 7-Eleven today and get some candy, but like, I had some cash, and I was like, I think this might have been the first time I've used cash in six months. Like, right. like it just, our, so much of our spending is automated now, and you just don't see it, and you don't necessarily feel it unless you're looking at your bank statement, or you're looking at your credit card statement. Like, it's, it's really, I think it's more difficult now to try to figure out like what does a, not necessarily a budget look like, but even just what am I spending? Yeah. In some ways it's really easy. Like I, you can download your credit card statement, you can download your bank statement for the last year or two years and you can, there are, as you were saying, there's all these tools that'll just do all the analysis for you and right. say, you know, Seth, you spent $600 on donuts last year. That's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. But those sorts of categories help us understand, like, are we prioritizing our spending? Are we, are we, I, one of the things I've done recently is I've been thinking more about personal finance is go back and look at that spending and think about, like, what are the things that actually have brought me joy since the spending. Definitely. I think that's a really key part that you touch on there is like, what are the things that are bringing you joy? Because every person's budget is different. And you know, we're not here to say, 
you should spend money on this and not on that. I think it's about looking back at your spending and not having regrets. Yes, yes. And, um, and not being like, oh shoot, why did I spend like $100 at Target last week? Like, I didn't really need like XYZ thing. <laughs> um, and so I think that's why it's so important to kind of, like you said, nowadays, I don't use cash very much either. I just every, I put everything on a, on a debit or credit card and I use an online tool um, to track all of my spending that way. Um, but it's good just to kind of, for people who are learning to budget or wanna try to look at their expenses more and try to get over the scariness, um, one, I would say, yeah, start with some sort of online, um, uh, tracker. You can link your bank accounts and they're very safe. Um, this is not like a paid post or anything. I My personal favorite is mint.com. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, and then there's also personal capital. Um, but yeah, it's just a really great way because they make it so easy and you can go in and say, okay, this one was for shopping. This one was for my house. This one was for food. Um, but yeah, I think it's just kind of about going in, at least for the newbie to budgeting online, I would say like once a month mm -hmm. to look at your expenses, maybe twice a month to sit down and be like, okay, where did my money go last week? <laughs> um, and then start to kind of get that bigger picture. And because I, when I first graduated college, yeah, it was that sort of feeling. It was like, where did my paycheck go? Yeah. And so I was like, I need to sit down and write out all of my expenses because it just, I, I hated that feeling of not knowing where my paycheck went. I was like, I had $800, what did I spend it all on? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's just, yeah, it's and important to know kind of where your money is going and it's just about not having those regrets in life or, or with your budget, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's 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 like almost simpler when you start out as an adult, if that's a, a fair phrase. But your your life is simpler. You have fewer yeah. things that you're spending money on, sure. and like it's like I need to worry about rent, and I need to worry about how I'm getting to and from my job, right. and I need to worry about. Food, right. Yeah. Like, like, and then probably like maybe some school loans. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's about it. You usually don't have a pet. You usually don't have kids. You usually don't have uh, what are other life things. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It's a it's generally a, a simpler budget when you start out. And it's it's like the first time you pay for rent, you're paying attention to that. You're you're like you're shopping for it. it like it, it isn't a locked in expense yeah. initially and i think similarly with, with with a lot of things in your life like once those habits get built then it's just like well this is what i pay for my car this is what i pay for food and this is what i pay for insurance and like we don't oftentimes step back and look and say well what if i made different choices there what if i you know decided to have a pet how much like i i've never had a pet as an adult in my life i have no idea how much that would cost me i imagine it's expensive it is i i have two dogs and two cats and 
I mean, I'll be honest, we spend about 200 to $300 a month on pets, but that's also because we buy like very expensive food for our pets yep. and we don't have any kids, so we can afford to like spend a little bit more on our pets, but it's mostly just on food and cat litter and um, the occasional vet bill. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I mean, trying to like piece all of those things together yeah. in a, I mean, budget, once again, I mean, it sounds like it's res restricted, but like, like, what does my life cost right now? What am I spending money on? And yeah. like, like you said, I've got, I know I'm bringing in a certain amount of money and we'll talk about that in a later episode. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we will. But where is the money going? And for a lot of people, we have general senses of yeah. that, but for a lot of expenses, I mean, some of them are very regular. I'm gonna have to pay my garbage bill every month or every two months. I'm gonna have to pay my water bill. And they're relatively set expenses, but then there are things that come in life that are surprise expenses or yeah. you, you should know they're coming, but like, you know, my, <laughs> my, my wife's birthday is coming up and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like that's an expense that I don't normally think about until May-ish, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh yeah, that's, and I think Christmas, like the holidays Definitely. sneak up on people. Holidays are a big one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they're coming, you, you know, and it doesn't necessarily, like having a budget doesn't necessarily mean that you set aside money every month for those sorts of expenses, but it's helpful to know that you've got some reserve or some wiggle room to, to handle that sort of yeah. thing. And we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about like the emergency spending, emergency yeah, like savings. Having an extra savings account set up for those, those sort of extra expenses, like yeah. holidays or vacations or emergency savings, but um, I think you kind of touched on a really important part there, and I kind of want to go back to it, is these sort of standard budget items like car insurance and internet and your, your you know, how much I pay each month for my cell phone. Yep. And I think it's easy to kind of just get into the, the standard and because a lot of times it's just automatic payment. So like my car insurance, yep. they just automatically take the payment out of my credit card every month. And um, it's it's a good idea to kind of think, again, it's kind of that re-examining your budget every once in a while and be like, okay, maybe I should try to look to see if there are some cheaper cop car insurance um, companies out there. Or like obviously, um, uh, online with um, internet and, and movies and this has become a, a big thing now with all the streaming platforms between like five or six different platforms and I'm going okay you know we're having the discussion of do we want to cut the cord for cable TV and just go with the online streaming services and how many streaming services do we want to have like right now I have like five or six subscriptions, oh you know? They <laughs> and I'm paying, you know, 10 or 12 bucks a month right. for each of those. And so it's like, which one do I want to keep? Or So I think that's the, that's the other side of budgeting. It's a constant like reevaluation thing. Just again, making sure you don't have like regrets about what you're spending. Yeah, no, that's, I, I have set up. So every six months, like the 1st of January and the 1st of July, I have a, a ongoing 
spreadsheet, a Google Doc that oh, I, wow. I just have, I know, like nerdy <laughs> and my, my wife does not care at all about it, but, <laughs> but it's the reoccurring expenses. It's the, thing, sure. the things I know every month or every six months or every year that are set, you know, the car insurance, the home insurance, yeah. like how much did I spend on that? Yeah. And so every six months I can look and see, oh, my internet bill went up $20 and I didn't know it. Like, right. because it was automatic, like, ev automatic. like yeah. ev everything said in there, maybe I get a bill, maybe I get an email, maybe I don't pay that much attention to it. Right. Like, and it's on the credit card, maybe I'm looking closely and maybe I'm, I'm probably not because I don't remember what it was last time or, you know, especially things that only happen every three months or six months or every year. Yeah. It just allows, I've found that it allows me to, to look back and say, is this still the value that I'm hoping to get out of it? And some of these things are, their needs. I, I have to have the car insurance. I, I feel very strongly that I should probably have my home insurance. Right. You know, there are, there are things that um, you're going to have anyway. But I, you're exactly right. I, I, uh, I feel very strongly about trying to avoid reoccurring expenses. And so, like, as everything is moved to subscription services, yeah. I, I feel like it's making me feel older and older. Like, I, like people, no, that's just what you do. You pay $6 a month or $3 a month or... I, my wife gets uh, toothpaste in a subscription, so like the little oh, bites, you know, yeah. like they, they show up every three months or whatever. And I was just like, well, that seems weird. But <laughs> it's like, well, we bite at the grocery store anyway fairly regularly. And I, mean, I haven't done like the whole cost benefit analysis of it. I'm sure it, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really Most matter. People don't get it, yeah, into that too much detail. But <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's, it, you're paying for convenience on some level, and that's great. But like, you're, you're right that those subscriptions can add up over time. And like, it's, it's really easy to sign up. Oh, it's a 30 day free trial, it's a 90 day free trial, but then it's going to get charged and I'm going to forget about it. And yeah. I'm going to forget about it for the next three years. The ones that really get me are the annual subscriptions because yeah. there's like some apps that I have on my phone or like my Amazon Prime account and it's an annual subscription and so I, I don't have the Excel sheet I just use the notes app on my phone that's yeah. just I have one that's titled annual subscriptions and I just kind of list out in what month to expect it because again it it's those um, surprise expenses where all of a sudden you're like oh my Amazon Prime account renews in July, so I know that that's coming up and all of these different ones that yeah. all of a sudden it's this charge on the credit card company and you're like, wait a minute, I wanted to cancel that. I just heard about a new app that helps you get rid of all those. Oh, yeah, there's tons of those too, <laughs> which is good. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah, there's, so there's lots of those out there now because of that, that'll like, go through your transactions and flag your account and say, hey, did you know that you are paying, you know, $12 a month towards X company? Yeah. And maybe you're like, oh, I totally forgot that I signed up for that. And I just haven't been paying attention to like, you know, whatever credit card statements. And <laughs> so it's good. It's just a good like review process. It's something that you have to figure out how to intentionally do yes. at some point. Yes. And, and, and everybody's got their own tools and, and resources for that. Because I think a lot of us just ignore it. It's, it's just easy to ignore. It's like all of that stuff is happening in the background. And most of the time it's fine, but like, like you said, sometimes those things pop up and it's a surprise and it's scary. And like, 
where, where did that money go? And yeah. I, I would rather do something else with that money that is going to be more beneficial for me, either in the short term or in the long term. And I think it's, it's like being intentional about that. And lots of these financial experts uh, talk about that. And it's just either setting aside some time, whether it's once a month or once a, twice a month to, you know, maybe make yourself like your favorite cup of coffee or favorite tea and sit down on a comfy couch and, and check out your expenses for the last month. Just say, okay, I'm gonna just gonna take like 20 minutes to look at my expenses, see what happened in the last month and, you know, see if I wanna do, do something differently. Back to the, like, what is actually sparking joy and what is actually causing regret? Totally. And are, are there things that I've got some value out of this or was it, like, I'm notorious for when I feel bored or anxious, like I just start browsing online shopping. I, mm -hmm. I, I, need, I need to buy new running shoes. I need to like, and it's around my habits. There are things like, oh, I'll, I'll eventually use that. And then I end up with a closet of like 12 pairs of running shoes that I haven't worn yet because it's like, oh, it was on sale. It was a good deal. It's like, it was, but am I actually getting utility out of that, those funds that I spent? So. Yeah, exactly. And I think it like, yeah, again, it's just the first step of like becoming aware that you're that you're even doing it. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, online shopping is becoming a big thing because it's we're all on our phones all the time and they've got all these tricky ways of, of advertising. <laughs> you know, even on Instagram now, I have the, the earrings that I'm wearing today. I bought on Instagram because I saw a flashy ad and I thought, those are cool. I'm <laughs> get those. <laughs> That's what's crazy to me sometimes when I think about spending is yeah. like, was that an intentional choice or was it because something was marketed to me in a way that, yeah, it, it was something I was interested Like last year, my wife and I bought a bunch of camping gear because we'd been, you know, cooped up for a long time in the house with the pandemic. It's like, we're, we're outdoorsy people. We, we had never gone backpacking in our lives. But, but for some reason I thought, oh, this is a really good idea. We need to do this. And then I, after everything arrived, I started to think, I was like, was this a decision I wanted to make? Or was this something that had slowly like fed in through my Facebook and YouTube because I'm you know, doing some hiking and I'm doing some running and the algorithm has figured out, not, not that I'm a conspiracy person, but then, but then, but then sometimes you get like the random, the random stuff. yeah, it's like, I, I don't really need a diesel truck. Like I've never, I've never looked for one. I've never, I don't, I have no interest in one, but for some reason that pops up as an advertisement and it's like, well, they're still, still working it out. So we, we got a little bit off topic, but I think we're still on the general spending idea. Yeah. And I think, um, so <laughs> I'll throw this out there as, as a tip that I use a lot of stuff with them. Um, because Amazon, that's a big one for purchases, right? It's the same sort of thing. I get ads on Instagram all the time for things to buy on Amazon. And um, I've started utilizing the wish list category yeah. <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a fallback because I know, like, maybe I really want to buy this thing right now, but I don't really, I'm like, okay, I don't want to make like an impulse decision, so I'll add it to my wish list. And so I'm like, okay, if I come back like two weeks later and I still want this item, <laughs> I'll go ahead and buy it. Yeah. 
but I'm not going to buy it right now, but at least I can put it on my Amazon wish list and save it for later. And like, that has helped me so much just in terms of curbing that emotional spending, if you will, or like impulse spending of like, oh, I see this cool thing. I really want this. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm trying to like, eat dinner, make dinner or whatever, and <laughs> I'll just <laughs> deal with this later. <laughs> I don't have to buy it right now. No, that's, I, I know a lot of people use like their shopping carts as that sort of yeah. like holding bin. Holding and then maybe I'll come back and, and then you get an email reminding you that you have oh, something sure. in your shopping cart. That's why it's dangerous because then they'll actually send you an email saying, 100%. this item's still waiting for you in your shopping cart. Even, yeah, I saw you were looking at this. Yeah. I, I, I have done something even more extreme, and I, I don't know if I should even admit this because um, <laughs> people, I've, a few, I've said this to a few people and they certainly like, I wouldn't say judge me, but it, it's like, look at me strangely. Like, I just stopped using Amazon. Which, yeah. which is weird, and it actually makes, but it, it's just added another barrier to try to like, I need to go find it somewhere else if, yeah. I, if I'm looking to purchase something. And there's plenty of places to purchase things, but it's, it's made it slightly less convenient. And yeah. it, it's sort of like the using cash in an envelope Definitely. you know, scenario of yeah. how can I make this just a little bit less convenient? Do you want to talk a little bit about why you decided to give up Amazon? <laughs> I'm sure there was some, uh, late night ethical, moral questions about large companies in general and my, my, sure. my sort of uh, concern about society. But I, <laughs> it, it was a lot of things I do spending wise, um, I, I realize I'm just a cheap person and like, I'm just, I just cheap and frugal. And I think that's a big part of it is I felt like it was just so easy. And it was, and it is so easy. And in a lot of ways, it's good. Like Amazon, a lot of people feel like is the most trusted entity they interact with um, because they're convenient and easy. And like whatever you say you're going to give me, you give me quickly, and you just meet all my needs. You right. help help you find whatever I need. Yeah. So, I think it's weird. And I, I mean, I'll admit I've, I've made one or two Amazon purchases in the last few years because it, it's like that's what I need, and that's the only place I can find it. And it just. I, it comes back down to the convenience of it. But um, yeah, trying to just be, I mean, as you said earlier, more conscious with spending. And yeah. when it's just one click, and I've, I've actually come to this realization with PayPal as well, like I might need to like, that's how I pay for a lot of things through the oh. online. I don't, oh, I don't have to enter my credit card information. And so it's simpler. And maybe I need to disenable that as well. Like keep putting more barriers in front of Myself. Very responsible of you, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, feel, it feels like a little bit of like um, I'm, you know, a, a person who's still trying to live without electricity. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> at some point, at some point, you have to figure out how to balance those things as yeah. well, like find the convenience and the and what you're looking for. I think it just kind of gets back to the whole thing that you know, personal finance is very personal, and um, you know, we're certainly not saying that you have to give up Amazon or would, live off the grid or anything like that. that. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just about um, looking at finances and um, it's, good to, it's good to have a budget. For sure. Uh, knowing what you, what you spend and where you spend um, is really the first step 
Like, yeah. which almost sounds like I was going down, like, uh, you have to admit you have a problem, but it's not a problem. We all do it. You're spending money anyway, so you might as well know where your money's going. <laughs> yes, you, you need to. And then, and then, as we've said a number of times, making sure that you're, you're making intentional decisions and that you, like, are getting value out of what you want. And, yeah. um, and sometimes you're also making sure you're meeting your needs. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that can be tough with, with spending is, like, you feel like I'm depriving myself and it's like no you you actually need that you need food or housing or transportation you might be able to get those things in different ways yeah. um, and adjust your spending but those are needs and it doesn't you shouldn't feel bad about them mm -hmm.